Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Welcome everyone out to Wednesday night Bible study tonight. We're going to open up with a spoken prayer request this evening. So if anyone has a special spoken you want to mention, we'll take those at this time. I got a call from um, um, Brother Pat, and um, he's requesting uh, prayer. He's now uh, into uh, pneumonia really bad. And uh, he's uh, trying uh, trying to get over it by having to go to the hospital. But uh, I told him we would pray for him tonight. And he wants to be able to get, get well enough he can be back in service, hopefully this coming weekend. So just remember him in prayer. All right. Let's remember Brother Pat in our prayer this evening. Move your hands up. Sure will. We definitely want to remember all of them and the Moore family in prayer. I know it's just been a long, stressful, tiring weekend, and so we just want to continue to uplift the family in our prayers. Lord, strengthen them. Anyone else with a special this evening? How is uh, Sister Marjorie, Sister Deja doing? Thank you for that. We'll just uplift her in our prayers. Also, continue to remember my niece, uh, Dee Dee, uh, in prayer. She has to take uh, a chemo, um, um, not sure how many times a week, but uh, really, she really makes her sick. I mean, really bad sick. So remember her in prayer. And also, Sister Darlene, she's having to puppy sit tonight. Uh, our little dog had surgery to have a mask moved off it yesterday. And He's got uh, stitches all down the front, and we got to keep him still from jumping. That's why she's not here tonight. So, good. Uh, all right. Which one you talking about? Oh. Yeah, Rebecca's in there. Yeah. All right. <coughs> yes, sir. 
hear from him in our prayers tonight. How about unspoken requests of Brother Ham? Lord knows every need, every situation. We just give it to him to handle in his mighty way, according to his will, and we'll just speak the word over it. Let's all stand this evening and go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening. We just give you praise and glory for keeping us this far. We thank you, Lord, for this midweek service. And Lord, you know every need and every situation. You know those who need strength, who are sick, Lord, in their body, one situation or another, and those in a hospital, Lord. We ask you to just touch your body right now, Lord. Lord, give them strength right now. Lord, give those encouragement who need, who are depressed or this evening, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord, in their mind and in their spirit, Heavenly Father. We just speak the word right now over each and every one, over each and every situation. The, the problems may seem great, but you're greater than every problem, Father. You are bigger than any mountain we ever face, and we give to you to handle in your mighty way. We just praise you for it. We give you all praise and glory this evening. You are worthy of all praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say amen. amen. Let's worship the Lord wholeheartedly tonight as Sister Kessie comes. Let's just worship him tonight. In his home, 
is worthy of it all. So worthy. Hallelujah. You know, Sister Tan, I'm thinking of the first worship song that we did, talking about the presence of the Lord. It makes me uh, think about how the prince of the power of the air that's out in the world, you know, if there's going to be a change out in society, it's going to have it's still going to, have to start with the kingdom of God. We have we have the, His Spirit within us, and that presence is there. We've got we've got to allow it to move That's and right. open it up, and and just let it flow forth each and every day. We we've got to be in a state of praise and let that presence flow because, you know, there's grumpy people out there and there's hurting people right. out there. Right. And if we allow the grumpy people to affect us and, and take our praise away, take the presence of the Lord away, then the ones who are hurting and need a good word and need, need something, uh, th- then we've allowed someone to, to steal what someone else needs. And we don't need to do that. We, uh, we need to always be in a state of praise. There are folks who need uh, a, a good word out there in society. I know you're, you're out there spreading the word. Uh, spreading the love of Jesus out each and every day, and that's what that's what we've got to do. Uh, thinking of the Gillettsville festival that we did, went to and uh, had our booth set up there, and so many people come by, and people, you know, they'll stop, stop and talk, and be pleasant for a little bit. But you find that people are willing to open up once you begin to communicate a little bit with them. Just begin to talk about the Lord. Uh, and they're they're willing to, to open up a little bit, but they a lot of folks do have walls kind of up around. They don't want to share, which that's natural. I don't go spilling the beans to you know just anybody. <laughs> but you know, once you just begin to talking to folks, they'll they'll open up, and, and people need the Lord. They re- and they they need someone t- to share the Lord with them. But uh, we're going to give uh, the one announcement I see on the uh, the bulletin coming up is the bridal shower uh, this Saturday, 2 to 4, for Sister Amber. Uh, so for those benefit watching on the live stream, remember that uh, this Saturday. Uh, that is the only announcement that we have coming up. And then we'll have uh, be back in service on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And so we will be back next to... Next Wednesday, we won't be in service. Okay. Uh, and then uh, next Wednesday, we won't be any service. Uh, the Rise Conference is next week, and Pastor and myself, Sister Michelle, is planning on going to that. So y'all be in prayer for us as we make plans to travel out, out there to the Rise Conference. So there won't be any service next week, but we will have regular Sunday morning service starting at 10 a.m. Uh, praise the Lord. So we want to give for a few moments a, a testimony. Maybe uh, you have a testimony on your heart. You want to stand and give praise to Jesus. Anyone want to stand this evening and give a testimony to the Lord? Hallelujah. Praise his name. Yes, sir. Ain't that something? Yes, come on. Sure. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> right. definitely need to have that boldness and we need we definitely need to exercise it now when it's a little easier to do so because when the times get tough and we you start getting told you can't do it will we be able to stand to do it anyone else want to have a testimony this evening yes sir mm -hmm. sure Right. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. Yes. Come on. Come on. Now. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Woo. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Lord, all over you, sis. That, that co-worker you have now, don't know what, what's coming. <laughs> Hand the Lord's over you. And you're going to say the exact right thing because that spirit, you got the anointing on you, and when the time comes, you're going to know exactly what to say. Hallelujah, in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else want to stand? Yes.
Right. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen. We're going to uh, ask the blessings on the on the, on the offering tonight. I'm so used to saying tithes. <laughs> you want to go ahead and give them, you can. But uh, on the offering, the way we do it on Wednesday, if you have an offering to bring, just bring it on up. Drop in the plate. If you want to uh, greet everyone, you can. If not, don't worry about it. <laughs> but... Uh, if those watching online, ChristFamilyChurchNashville.org, if you want to uh, give an offering online, we appreciate it. May the Lord richly bless you. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise and glory for this offering we're going to receive for your kingdom, Lord. Bless the givers, Lord. Bless this offering as it goes for the furthest of your kingdom, Lord. And in the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say, Amen, Amen. Greet one another. Bring your offering. My heavenly home is bright and clear. I feel like traveling on. Pain no death can enter them. Well, I feel like traveling on. Well, I feel like traveling. God is good, and all the time, amen, it's good to be in God's house tonight, had tremendous um, testimonies, and 
The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. And I think that's something that we need to do. Also, the Bible says we're also made overcomers by the word of our testimony. Um, somebody uh, told me one time, so well, it, our life is our, our testimony. I said, that's, that is true. But the Bible says that we're made overcomers by the word of our testimony. We don't realize how much power we have in our words. Matter of fact, the power of life or death is in your tongue. It's in my tongue. We can uh, create either one. Hallelujah. Well, we have been a few weeks in our study uh, of the um, Songs of Ascent, uh, a group of um, uh, psalms right in the middle of, of psalms that uh, these these psalms, as I've told you time and again, these were the psalms that the children of Israel sang or chanted as they were going up the steps of Jerusalem to the temple. There were 15 steps leading up to the temple. And um, for each step they come to, they sung us a, a different psalm. And as I told you before, uh, something that we could learn from, they worshiped God while going to worship. They didn't wait till they got to the temple, but they was actually praising God and giving God praise. And we're coming down to uh, 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 the final, final three. And uh, uh, tonight we will begin with step number 13 and... Um, we hopefully we may um, finish them all tonight. I don't know, but uh, I've got you the uh, your handout, and uh, for those of y'all watching online, you need to listen. We're going to Psalms chapter one thirty-two, and we're going to read uh, the first five verses tonight to begin. And I'm going to get started, and let's see um, before we can get to Psalms one thirty-two. Verses 1 through 5. Lord, remember David and all his afflictions, how he swore unto the Lord and vowed unto the mighty God of Jacob. Surely I will not come into the tabernacle of my house, nor go up to my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find out a place for the Lord and habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Um, David was very adamant about this. He was a man after God's own heart, the Bible says. He was a man of worship and praise. And uh, when he became the king, this is what he began to focus on. And on step 13, I've called this step a habitation for God. Because that is the main uh, focal point of this psalm. If, as you're reading the psalms and, and what each, each one is mainly about, this is what it's about. We come to this 13th step leading up to the temple for worship. And here they remember the man responsible for making Jerusalem the center for worship of Jehovah, which was David. He was the one. And they began to sing this psalm out, Lord, remember David and all his afflictions. Remember him. David had many difficulties in life, like we all do. I mean, life is full of difficulties. Amen? Uh, and David had his share of difficulties and hardships. But I want you to understand, this psalm talks about uh, the difficulties uh, are not the ones that we normally think of. But when he, they're talking about remember his afflictions, um, it's the hardships he incurred in maintaining the worship of the Lord in Israel, specifically establishing Jerusalem as the capital and center of the nation of united Israel. Um, 
if you can't find anything else good that he did while he was in office, I think the greatest thing that God upholds uh, President Trump for is he returned the capital to Jerusalem. That's why I stood with him. He, his stand for Israel. Jerusalem is the place that God chose and said his name and glory would be there. And David had to go undergo a lot of hardships for trying to see that established. And that's what it's talking about here when it said, Lord, remember David in his afflictions. Uh, but no matter what he went through, he, he swore to the Lord. He said, we're going we're gonna to get the Ark of the Covenant back and we're going to establish this worship here in Jerusalem where God... You see, I got it highlighted here in your uh, material. King Saul never made any attempt to bring the Ark of the Covenant uh, back to Jerusalem during his reign. David knew the ark was where the presence of God dwelt. Let me show you something tonight and learn. Now we can look back and read about all the things where Saul messed up as king. I mean, he, he, did, he disobeyed God when God says, I want you to destroy all the Malachites. You remember that? And he, he saved uh, uh, the best cattle, you know. Uh, and uh, and all of that, and he, he didn't he didn't slay the king, and um, every, you can everything you can say bad about King Saul, but where he messed up the most is he did not seek the Lord God, the presence of the Lord God. King Saul never made any attempt to bring the ark back. If you remember. But before King Saul uh, was made king, uh, the Ark of the Covenant was taken by the Philistines. When, uh, when Eli heard about it, the Bible said he was a, he was a heavy-set man. And as he was sitting on his seat, amen, and he heard about them losing the war and the Ark of the Covenant, the glory would have been taken. He fell off his seat backwards and broke his neck. And the Philistines had the ark. And when Saul was made the king, he never made an attempt to retrieve the ark. That was, and let me tell you something, folks. The most important thing you can do, and this this has come together tonight. God has ordained this. I, I had no clue Cassie uh, was going to start that song in the presence of Jehovah. The greatest thing we need to seek is to be in his presence. There's nothing greater than being in the presence of God. Hallelujah. The word says in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand is pleasures forevermore. The world can't begin to touch what God can give you. Hallelujah. The world can't begin. Amen. What God has to offer. Glory to the name of the Lord. Saul. Saul messed up, but David knew the ark was where the presence of God dwelt, and he desired for Jehovah's presence. David knew he couldn't reign without it. He knew he couldn't reign without it. First Chronicles chapter 13, and David, David consulted with the commanders of thousands and of hundreds and every leader. And David said to all the assembly of Israel, if it seems good to you and from the Lord our God, let us send abroad to our brothers who remain in all the lands of Israel, as well as to the priests and Levites in the cities that have pastor lands, that they may be gathered to us and let us bring again the ark of our God to us, for we did not seek it in the days of Saul. That was Saul's downfall. David said, we're going to seek God. We don't do nothing else. We're going to seek God. And he made, and that's why he was, even though, and we know, they ain't no hiding. David had his faults. He had his sins. He, he made some pretty big mess-ups. 
But yet God still said he was a man after my own heart because he believed in God. And every time he messed up, he never failed to fall on his knees and repent. Amen. And get things straight. And folks, that's that ought to be true for all of us. You know, uh, a lot of people make the mistake by saying, well, I don't I ain't gonna go to church because I'm not living quite right and I ain't gonna live I, I'm not gonna go to church till I uh, 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 live right. Folks, we don't get right and go to church, we go to church and get right. Hallelujah. And who do you think the church is filled if it's not filled with hurting, broken people who needs God? I need God every day. I, I, I'm just like the Apostle Paul. Paul said, I die daily. I have to die to my flesh every day. Amen. None of us would have a chance if God, amen, would, well, one of the scriptures that we read during our study here, if God would mark our iniquities, we would not have a chance. God's not keeping a record of how many times we mess up, how many times we fall, but how many times we're willing to get back up, shake off the dust, and keep going for God. Hallelujah. The Israelites in that day rejoiced in going up to the steps to worship because they could meet God, they could meet God there. Above the mercy seat, the Shekinah glory resided. But God had a better prophetic plan in the making. There was going to be a church, oh hallelujah, a group of blood-bought, blood-washed believers who have been called out. God would frame this building of people instead of lumber. The um, uh, ecclesia, that's what the word church says in Greek. The ecclesia means called out ones would be the habitation of the mighty God, just as God was in Christ, listen to this, just as God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, the same spirit, same power, same kind of glory that resided over the mercy seat resides in us, his church. Glory to his name. Ephesians 2, 19, 22. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the fitly building fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple of the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. What God did in the Old Testament through the temple and the Ark of the Covenant with the Shekinah glory. When we, this is why it's important for believers to gather together. Because he said, wherever there's many as two or three gathered in my name, I'm in the midst, I'm there. The Shekinah glory. God inhabits. Hallelujah. That's why it's important for us to come together. So that's glorious right there. And I wish I had more time on that, praise God. Step 14, the beauty and blessing of unity. Let's read Psalms 133 together. Those of you that's watching at home, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. That's, that's very important. We're going to talk about that. As the dew of Hermon, as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Woo, my God, my God, that's powerful. As, pilg as the pilgrim worshipers, and I get this in your mind, here they're going up. Zion, going to the temple to worship God, and they're going up these steps. As the pilgrim worshipers came to the 14th step, they were almost there. Right? They, they were almost there. Some of them had traveled a long distance to get there from all over Israel. They were almost there. Their journey from all over Israel to Mount Zion was almost complete. So it is here they began to chant and to sing a song of unity as they spoke of the blessings in unity. 
the oil poured upon the head of Aaron symbolizes various things. When we are unified in love, purpose, and mind, the anointing of God will begin to flow. Get that. Get a hold of that. Talking about the body of Christ. When we, as brothers and sisters in Christ, come together in unity, in love, and unity in purpose, and unity in mind, the anointing of God will begin to flow. Abram was covered with oil. Notice how we read there. It was poured down upon his head. It ran down his beard and down his garment all the way down. He was covered, right? With the anointing oil. All right, listen to this. And there it speaks of us that unity will be a covering to the church that no enemy can penetrate. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When we are unified in the body of Christ, we are got a covering, folks. We got a covering. We are covered in just coming together in unity. It's important to realize the beauty in unity. It brings strength, vitality, and direction. Even our physical bodies has to function in unity. The principle of togetherness is all through Scripture. Even look, your body. How, what would you get, how would you ever get anything done if your left foot wanted to go one way and your right another? It'd be an all split up situation, wouldn't it? What if your hand wanted to do one thing and your left hand another? You, for you to function properly, your body has to work together in unity. People who has a, have a problem with certain motor, motor functions in, in their life, they're handicapped. They, they have to depend on somebody else because their body's not unified. And if the church ain't unified, if the body of Christ ain't unified, if we ain't together in the same love, the same purpose, and same mind, amen, then we are not going to get nothing accomplished. And the whole Bible speaks of to uh, togetherness. E Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Listen to this. If you think you find being a loner, think again. Look what Ecclesiastes, written by the wisest man who ever lived. Two are better than one because they have good reward for their labor. If they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falls, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, they have heat. But how can one be warmed alone? If one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Hallelujah. Church, we've got to be unified. We got to be God's people's got to be together. We got to love one another. We got to drop all these petty isms and schisms and squabbles and stuff and come together with with what it's all about, so we can do something for God. And I'm I'm going to say something that's probably going to throw some Pentecostal people off track. But the prevailing power in the book of Acts was not what you think. We all would think, especially as Pentecost, that the prevailing power through the book of Acts was the Holy Ghost. But the prevailing power was not the Holy Ghost. The prevailing power in Acts, it's unity, togetherness, being in one mind and one accord. That was what brought down the power of the Holy Ghost. Remember, Aaron anointed with oil, covered his body. As the, as the oil came, he was unified. The, the anointing came upon him. It's the unity that, and the being in one. What happened on the day of Pentecost? They was in what? One mind and one accord. That wasn't talking about a Honda. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It was the unity that brought the power. 
Look at this. Just a few examples. I can't quote all. Acts 1 and 14. And these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together. Over and over and over again in the book of Acts, you're going to find the word together. They were in prayer together. Acts 1 14. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together. Acts 2 and, 2 and 1. And all who believed were what? Together. And had all things common. Acts 2 and 44. Now Peter and John were up together into the temple in their prayer. Acts 3 and 1. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And I could continue with that over and over and over again. Togetherness. Quit trying to stand alone. Quit trying to do it alone. Let's get together. The body of Christ is too fragmentized today. We're too fragmentized. And I'm not talking about just in maybe in belief or what one person believes one way. That's not what I'm talking about. So they, in the New Testament, they, were, they came together and had fellowship. Do you know every day of the week? Just about every day of the week, they was together doing something, being a part. Nowadays, in this modern world, uh, you know, we, the body of Christ, we'll see, we'll see one another on Sunday, and then we're all different directions in the rest of the world, and, and you know, we may be uh, with somebody of, of like precious faith and may not. Uh, we're too fragmentized. The church needs to strive for more togetherness. We need to do things more together than just come together to worship. There's, I mean, to bring the body together, but that's important. So give me, I've still got a, just a few minutes here. The top step, they made it. They're on, they're on top. What are they doing now? They've been worshiping all the time. But now, in Psalms 134, is the last psalm of a song of ascent. Behold, bless the Lord. This is what they were singing. All you servants of the Lord, who by night stand in the house of the Lord, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. The Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Zion. Here they are. They made it. They're right here fixing to go into the outer court around the temple. And they began to bless the Lord and praise the Lord and lift their hands to the Lord. The pilgrim worshipers had climbed to the top of Zion. And there on the 15th step, they erupt in praise and worship. They are entering the outer courts of the temple. Let me ask you, how do we enter his courts? Psalms 100 gives us the guidelines to enter in his presence. And this is why on step 15 they were lifting their hands in praise. Psalms 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God, it is he who has made us and we are his and we are the sheep uh, and sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. How do we enter the house of God most of the time today? Oh, woe is me, the devil's been on my back all day long. You shouldn't wait when we come to the house of God for the worship leaders to get on stage and start worshiping God. If you, when you come into the house, you should have a mind of praise and worship. That's how God wants you to do. Are you doing it the way God wants you to do? That's what he wants you to do. That's what he tells us to do. Enter into his presence, into his courts with praise. Hallelujah. By the time they got on that top step, folks, they, they just built, was built in a great crescendo of praise and worship, and you could hear it all over Jerusalem. Hallelujah, as they was worshiping and praising God. 
I told y'all sometime back, I, I, I've done this for a good long while now. I did it a while, while ago when I first entered in here. I'm so thankful for this place of worship. Uh, the first funeral service we had, I had no idea that it would be Sister Edna. And uh, over again, Brother Paul and different ones uh, thank the church and for what we've done. And But you know what? I'm thankful God blessed us with this facility that we could do that. If we were in the old place on Marima Street, we wouldn't have to have the space or the room to do. I mean, this place was practically, uh, the parking lot, well, I mean, there was double park going down. God blessed us with a facility to do whatever we would need to do. That's how come when I enter here, I find myself somewhere in my office or a lot of times I come down right here and say, Lord, I want to thank you for this facility that you have provided so we can uh, worship your name and declare your word. And that's what we always need to do. We need to enter in his courts with worship and praise. Hallelujah. God's good. Just give him a hand clap of praise. Everybody stand, unless anybody needs prayer for anything. I will ask about that. We had a, we had a tremendous midweek service this week, uh, uh, and we appreciate everybody's come out. Appreciate those who watched online. Looking for everybody again this Sunday, Lord willing, at ten o'clock for Sunday school. Uh, let's bow our heads and thank God for this service, Father. We come tonight. We thank you and we praise you for your word. We we thank you, God, that we have learned how we should come before your presence. And help us, God, to always bless you and give you praise and honor for the blessings you give us. It's you that bless us to be able to be here tonight. And as we dismiss now, keep everybody safe as they get on the highways and roads going home. Bless each and every one in Jesus' name. Let the church say. God bless you. We love you in the Lord.